everybody. This is Tina again with Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. And Q is back with me again this week. Hello, Q. Hey, hey. How are you, Tina? I'm good. It's been... Uh, we, we skipped a whole week, and I feel like it's been six months. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I When Tina, when we were setting up the time to record, that's exactly what I said to Tina. I said, Tina, <laughs> I, it's crazy to say, but I miss our conversations about <laughs> these crazy nurses and healthcare <laughs> providers. <laughs> yes, I know. So, uh, And I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from people. I've gotten some emails, some messages on Facebook saying they really like Q. Oh, that's good. I'll take all. I'll take it all. <laughs> Keep the praises coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love to hear that. And I, I mean, I'm not surprised at all because it feels just real natural. We have great conversations. You obviously enjoy doing this. So, oh, yes, it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Q has a YouTube channel, Q the Nurse. Yes. Exactly. It's he's Q the nurse, but you have you you have a couple different ones. Yeah. So the so the Q the nurse is like the big over umbrella term, right? So the Q the nurse is where I do all my I talk about my nursing issues, my nursing all problems, my mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. Um, and then the everyday hero shows just once a week. I like to interview someone I consider to be an everyday hero because I do consider nurses to be everyday heroes for a lot. Like a lot of people feel the way uh, feel that nurses don't get the love that they deserve. I feel like there's other people out there that don't get the love that they deserve. Once a week, I have those people on the show. But cue the nurses. If you want to find me, if you want to check me out at, by any means, you just type in cue the nurse in any social and you will most definitely find me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But I guess we can get into this bad nurse story. Oh, man, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the bad nurse. Oh, my goodness. This story today, this bad nurse story is about a nurse. He's a critical care nurse out of Las Vegas, Nevada and he his name is Chaz sorry his name is actually Charles but he goes by Chaz Higgs and he was taking care of back in the early 2000s he was taking care of the husband of a very prominent woman in Nevada at the time this woman was very powerful she was into politics and her name was Kathy Augustine and Kathy Augustine was, she was born in Los Angeles, California. She was an Italian-American. She, her educational background included, she had a bachelor's degree in political science from Occidental College. She had a master's of public administration from California State University, um, Long Beach. And while in college, she worked in Washington, D.C. as a con- congressional intern I saw where she got a internship out just out of high school and that when she did that it was a, it was a highly coveted internship which any really any internship in Washington DC is probably <laughs> going to be pretty competitive yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good for her so, good for her mm-hmm, yeah when she got there she pretty much got the bug you know the pol- the political like oh this is this is something Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she did get that kind of uh, political bug, and she decided to go into politics as her career. She she worked for the, the airline for a while, even before she entered politics. But she, I guess, always kind of had that um, desire to go into politics. Mm-hmm. And she, was, she had a couple of marriages. From what I understand from some of the people, her... The people that were close to her, they said that she wasn't the best at picking partners like you know she just was she just went so the way that they describe i don't know if it was dateline whatever whatever video you sent me whatever the way they described it i mean think it was her dad or her brother but he was like her she was the perfect human being type a personality her perfectionist she wants she like had her her her, what's it called her suits color-coded and in order and by color like she was hardcore and the only thing that she just wasn't <laughs> top notch at was picking her significant other. I don't know if, if you said, but like, yeah, you said a couple, but she ended up having four husbands. So yeah. a couple is a yeah, couple she, is she, just she, a few more than a couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she had a couple of marriages that she kind of. Yeah. Young and dumb type they, thing. Yeah. And then she married Charles Augustine. Who was a Delta Airlines pilot? You know, said she worked at a, a Delta Airlines. So she she married him in 2012. Or sorry, that's the wrong thing. Oh, to, uh, 1998. So she married Charles Augustine. They were mar- married for 17 years, and then 
he got sick and actually he had a stroke. Now they were having some trouble when before the stroke. They he was Catholic and did not believe in divorce and so they were really struggling he, probably because of her driven personality that you were talking about that type A that she just kind of dug into the political thing and could not let go. She just could not separate her life into healthy, you know, sections. And so she was just, her her personal life didn't, it suffered. Yeah. It, so. it sounds like because along with the fact that everyone said that she was super type A and she like wanted what she wanted, she was also, mm-hmm. it sounded like, it sounded like she was a workaholic. They, they said that she went to yeah. every political event she could get a hands on. She knew everybody. She knew everybody's name. She went to every meeting. She didn't send like her, uh, like her secretary or whatever. She did everything because she wanted to do everything and she wanted the power. She wanted the knowledge. She wanted all the information. But at the same time, you can't be a workaholic and be a great partner, right? So maybe that right. was causing the stress, and it sounded like that was what was actually causing the stress. Yeah, it's, it did sound like that. So, And I don't know, you know, these things are always after the fact, and you're listening to the opinions of people yeah. from the outside looking in. But it seemed as though he wanted the marriage to work, but it was just, she was just too much into her job that was her first love so it it, things were kind of rocky but then before they even got a could get a divorce if they were going to he he had a stroke now while he is in the hospital suffering from this this stroke he's being cared for by charles chaz higgins or higgs higgs he comes charles higgs he comes Mm -hmm. right and he did, uh, her husband, Charles Augustine, did pass away from complications of the stroke. And then after having met Chaz, shortly after, she went to Hawaii, I guess, for a while to sort of get away, clear her head, you know, whatever, after the, his death. And then all of a sudden, she was married to this nurse yeah that took care of her husband so, so you guys let me break something down here because i had to rewind and watch that part over and over again because i was confused mm-hmm. at the just the very the quick how quick that happened so charles her husband that she wants to get a divorce with is in a bed sick right and the nurse that's taking care of her t- taking care of the um, her husband is Chaz, mm-hmm. this new guy who ends up being her husband, who she proposes to when they go to Hawaii together? Like, this is weeks after her husband dies? Tina, right. this is this is crazy, right? Like, so at some point, like, yeah, you might be bad at picking boyfriends, husbands, but this is not bad. This is, she is, like, jumping neat. Like, how, how Tina, how? How? Yeah, it sounds reckless. Because they said it was weeks after, right? Like, it was weeks after. It wasn't like months, years. It was weeks after the death. It was weeks. What? That's crazy. As far as her political career goes, from 1993 to 1995, she served a, a term in the Nevada Assembly. She had some controversy during her political career. She was... Okay, let's just say it. She was a Republican. Yeah. And yeah. her... A couple of things that that happened to her. One thing is that she was criticized heavily because of a campaign tactic that she used. Her opponent was Af- an African American woman, and some somehow, and I don't really understand this. And this is this is something that happened. This was back in the early night, early to mid nineties that this happened, or early nineties, nineteen ninety two. So there isn't a lot of information about what happened, you know, because the internet was not real what it is today yeah well it wasn't anything at all i mean I, there was email but i don't even remember <laughs> yeah 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 there's no twitter there was no twitter storm that happened because of this outrage <laughs> no oh there certainly wasn't social media there was none of that there was barely email i mean this we're talking about the time when people were going what is email you know like it, it existed but people were still going what what is email? What What is the internet? How do you do that? <laughs> oh, you can get on the internet. How? That's crazy. You type in H. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. H T T P four colon forward slash four slash. Wait, slow down. That's the time period that we're in. Okay. Take me back. So there's not a lot of information. <laughs> there's just not a lot of information about it, but 
the story is that the way she ran this commercial or this this advertisement was to put her face beside her opponent's face and some something about the way that she worded it made it seem sort of racist like which one would you rather have and it and it was i guess it was supposed to be sort of an unspoken way of saying do you want the white girl or the black girl kind of thing and i i don't i couldn't find it so i don't know what it really said but it was a big deal so i don't think it it probably was not. It, I'm, I'm going to say there had to have been some validity to it, or else, of course, how could they have latched onto that like that? Yeah. So, like in the description of the actual campaign that she ran, the advertisement that she ran, it was known at the time, and they all called it a hit piece, right? So obviously, people knew it was a negative ad, um, but mm-hmm. I don't know how big of a deal. And remember, this is what was it? This it was it? A, you said the assembly, the senate. It was like the Nevada, like local uh, elections, right? So it's not nationally known, but at the same time, at that local level, it, I. I a racist advertisement is a racist advertisement is a racist advertisement. I don't care how big or small it is. It is a hit piece. But the crazy thing is she won, right? She won yeah, the election. Yeah, she won. And- <laughs> so how bad can it actually be, though, right? Right? Like, how bad can it actually be? I don't know. It's. I think this, the actual slogan or whatever the... the I know the words there's a real difference was in between was kind of in between the pictures. Oh, okay. And so her the people on the side of her opponent said what what they were kind of saying is what do you what do you mean? What, what do because you mean she didn't spell it out. I yeah. mean, if you say there's a real difference and then you explain yourself like there's a real difference. She believes this and I believe this and you you list your beliefs, but when you show two pictures and you don't say what you why what's the difference what's the point of saying there's a real difference if you don't explain that and if all you're showing is a picture of two people what else could you be talking about except their appearance exactly no no you're right you're right no you're right you're right that's a low blow that's a low blow kathy that's a low blow (laughs) i don't it's just kind of like what that's like was there some kind of subliminal thing that she was trying to work with there or i don't know but it it for whatever reason that happened it was it was kind of negative against her but then she was able to overcome it somehow and people either didn't buy into it or didn't care and like i said this was 1992 so she served that term term. in the assembly i mean like i i just think that there was like an underlying base of just like yeah we'd rather the white person over the black person like i feel like that's okay to say especially when it was back then it's not too far ago but like at the same time you have to look at who's our president right now and all the crazy things he say so it's not out out of this world to say that there are some people in nevada or some people in really this country the entire country that feel that type of way so it, it worked it kind of worked yes yeah, you might have gotten some heat for it yeah at but the very it worked. least people didn't uh, yeah, exactly. At the very least, people care. didn't care. Did it, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So she was elected. She did serve that term. And then she had another incident. And so she she won a Senate seat. And she's, she served in the Nevada, the Nevada Senate. So this it was, she was a state senator from mm-hmm. 1995 okay. to 1999. And in the 1994 state Senate election, she defeated the incumbent Lori Brown and at that time she did an advertisement where she accused Brown of being opposed to to prayer and the pledge of allegiance which is definitely a tactic that a lot of times republicans will use against or conservatives will use against you know like liberals or because they sort of it's just a it's a weird kind of political tactic that's used it's it's I don't even understand it really because like everybody's Americans, so I don't really. We're all right. Americans. I don't. I don't understand it, but because uh, I of the of the people that I know that are what most people consider liberal or uh, Democrat or however you want to say it, they're still Americans and they still are. You know, like they, right? they, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no. they say the pledge. They are proud right. to yes. be an American. They might have a flag in their front yard. I mean, it's just kind of like you're. 
it's silly. It's a silly tactic, but it works. Yeah. And the thing is, you always got to give it up to mm-hmm. these Republicans because they have the craziest and the yeah. best sound bites. Well, not I don't even yeah. want to call it sound bites, but like they just have like these simple attacks. Like she's against America. Oh my goodness, she's against. How can you actually say oh, that? Yeah. But if it works, it works. It's, and it, it they is put it on scare TV tactics. and the yeah. advertising. It's scare tactics for sure. Yeah, you don't exactly. exactly. If you scare somebody into thinking that America is that there are people that are out to turn America into something that it's that it wasn't intended to be or that we're you know something totally different like we're not going to be free anymore we're not going to be you know what I mean that that gets people especially people who don't pay real close attention uh, attention but if you kind of like just kind of get their attention and go oh this person's trying to take away what makes America America and they go well I don't want to how could you vote for that person you know, so yes, right? the, these scare tactics work, and I think that probably both sides do this. They have their different key things, right? Versions, yeah, they have different versions yeah. of this. They same all thing. do their yeah. things. So, so she exactly. she was pulling out the all the stops and did the the old trying to take away the pledge of allegiance uh, out of the schools, <laughs> and then this senator Lori Brown was actually Jewish, so she did opt out of a Christian prayer. And so that made that that get, just sort of gave some ammunition, I guess, to to Kathy to, to Kathy. use as like, oh, you're, she's against prayer, but it was just that she's not a Christian; she's a Jew, she's Jewish. Yeah, just like I don't believe in the God you guys are currently praying yeah. to. I'm going to just actually, opt out. Actually, she's Jewish <laughs> by ethnicity, but she was an atheist as far as like her day to day. She right, just didn't believe in God. Theology yeah. is concerned. She really did not believe, but again, you can just take that and use it, you know, to to scare yeah, people. You go, you yeah. go run with that. I, and I can only imagine because I mean, religion is an important yeah. thing. And like in the nineties, you say, oh, she doesn't believe in God or she doesn't want to make a prayer. That's no good. It's right. just not a good look. It's Definitely just not an a good easy look. way to, yeah. um, especially probably at that time, maybe an easy way to. <laughs> get yourself into the Senate by exposing because exactly. she just said oh she didn't want to pray when we were saying a prayer and then all of a sudden everybody's like what are you kidding me what why so right <laughs> so um, she did win that Kathy won that election and in uh, 1998 she was elected as the state's first female state controller and she was there so this was after after she served as the state senator, she served as the state controller, and she was actually there for the remainder until dun dun dun. Uh, exactly. So there's another little thing that happened to Kathy. Homegirl is surra- like all day controversy. Kathy, she's I mean, a controversial we're lady. We're trying to cover her political background just to give you an idea right. of who she was. Exactly. And we haven't even gotten to what happened to her. She is the victim in this. I'm so sorry, people. I know it's probably not sounding that way, <laughs> but she really is. And what? I, and I. She really we is. do want to no, get around to, to saying eventually. And I guess I go ahead and say it that it really doesn't matter whether you agree with her politics or not. She was. She did not. You know, deserve to die. Okay. Of course. So, of course. Um, of course. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm just stating what I found on the on the internet about her. I'm not trying to paint her in any way or try to turn people against her or try to make people think, oh well, she deserved what happened to her, anything like that. I would never. I would never. You know, to me, this is the perfect example of. Yeah, we're not going to sully the dead. No. Like uh, we're not crazy no. here. Like the, we're just trying to tell you what right. we learned, and these are all the facts and the information we got when yeah. we looked up Kathy and this sad, yes. sad and murder. And there's uh, a lot of good things that are said about her too. She was a very hard worker. She did a lot of she did a lot exactly. of great things, and a lot of people really liked her. So not in any way. I'm just trying to tell the the main things that happened in her career that led up to what happened to her, and it's. Yeah, and sadly, the things that stand out are there are the a couple of controversies. Right? Yeah, so, so you know they're kind of interesting, and so we were just going to talk about it, but not at all trying to at all justify her death. No. Sally, her name. Yeah. So she no, was no, no, no. in September two thousand four. She admitted to violating state ethics laws during her two thousand two reelection campaign, and she was fined fifteen thousand dollars by the state ethics commission for using state personnel and equipment for her personal re-election campaign. So she, this is the sort of thing that I feel like probably happened. There's probably a lot of this going on that 
yeah all day every day that people don't even know what are we talking about (laughs) yes yeah yeah, yeah. this is this happens Mm -hmm. 24 7 there's just no way so this is i don't want to say a hit piece but this is just someone else trying to be like look I don't want Kathy to be in whatever position yeah. Kathy's in. But campaigns, finance, man, they use – it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Some of these um, – uh, what's it called? These uh, uh, representatives, these senators, all of these people, they put like buy insane amounts of like pristine furniture. There was a story about this one senator that bought like a golden <laughs> toilet in his bathroom. It's like crazy, crazy things. And this is all campaign finance, but they're going to try to impeach Kathy for this? Stop it. Right. Just and stop I just- it. This goes on on both sides. I think a lot of times politicians don't even know what's going on right under their noses. And then all of a sudden they're they're responsible for it. I mean, you have to take responsibility. They do. They are responsible for what's going on. Uh, But they uh, what I imagine with for a lot of people, for a lot of these politicians who kind of get caught doing something like this. It's kind of one of these things where like. They probably had no idea. They, yeah. they didn't know it was even going on, and now they're they have to take responsibility for it. What are you going to do? It, it happened right underneath your nose, but you were just kind of too busy doing other things, or just weren't wasn't paying attention. But it's not necessarily yeah. like you're just a horrible, unethical person. It's just exactly. It, it's just something that happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't. I like you said. I just, I definitely think this was some sort of tactic by her adversaries. Of of course. So that happened. She was fined fifteen thousand dollars for that, and then she wanted to re- to seek reelection. She was trying to come back from that, but I think that the Republican Party was kind of like, mm, no, no, thank you, yeah, no, you thank you. Kind of, we don't really want to be associated with someone who has been <laughs> caught doing this or who's who's been drugged through this kind of political mud you know even if she's a victim of this and maybe if she didn't deserve it they don't want to be associated so they're like we'll find somebody else thanks but no thanks and so then she was actually going to do it anyway she was (laughs) she was going to go right ahead anyway (laughs) and even though they didn't want her to but her her plan plan was was to, to yeah run but on July the 8th of 2006, she was found unconscious in her Reno home. So she lived in Reno with Charles Higgs, Chaz. And she was unconscious. She was, her husband found her. And he Chaz did find her. her. He called 911. If yeah. you listen, if you Google this and listen to the 911 call. So what I, I found a forensic files episode after i sent you that thing mm. <laughs> q was i sent him a couple of articles and then i thought they were videos <laughs> i really did i thought they were videos i was like oh look oh my goodness look dateline did it and uh, cbs news did it um uh, 48 hours mystery and and then i sent sent him though that those i didn't look at them myself i was planning on looking at it later and he came back and he was like um these are kind of long do you have do you have right? A- yeah, it was a long <laughs> article. Boo boo. I was like, "What? How detailed are we getting?" Um, do you happen to have a video? <laughs> and so I went, "Oh, sorry." And I I found the video and sent it to him because there is a it's a it's called passion. What is it called? Um, something passion and poison. It was like like power, passion, power, and, passion poison, and poison, something yeah. like that. Yes. And and yes. what's weird is I. I couldn't figure out was it I think it was done by 2020 but I'm not 100% sure because then I saw something that said it was Dateline and saw something else at 48 hours the internet you're killing me sometime <laughs> but <laughs> right. then I definitely found a forensic files that I watched so I got some of my information from that and from that episode they played the 911 call and my goodness it is chilling now q you were saying you were telling me before we started recording that you kind of didn't yeah. know where you were falling and we all know how q is q's like bam you guilty of course <laughs> you don't want q on your jury <laughs> i don't want to be on the jury because once i know i know that's it that's it guilty is guilty is guilty no look listen 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 
So my it is, it's not like I'm not saying my gut. So my head is telling me, of course, he did it. It, it only makes sense that he's did it, done it. And, and Tina's going to explain <laughs> the details. So my head says he did it. But just everything that has happened with Jeffrey Epstein, right? It's just all, yeah. all I'm thinking about is these conspiracies. I am my like my entire head is conspiracy theory, oh. conspiracy theory with all of these crazy campaign controversies and the Republican Party not wanting her and her being a target and her wanting to go back mm. to reelection. I was like, maybe someone trying to set something up. I don't know. Oh. So, so I I have a conspiracy theory inside of me that's still working its way, trying to put some puzzles together. But my head says, my head says, Chaz, the nurse, sadly Ooh, did do it. Now that you say that, though, I'm kind of like, oh dear, that's. I'm just telling. There's way too many powerful people that did not like mm. her, and the, like I don't know if the video you sent me. I don't think it was the forensic files, but the video you sent me, the one of the ladies was stressing that so much. It was like <clears throat> one of the, there was she went um, what's it called? Kathy went into uh, one of her friend's offices and was like. I was just cornered and someone put me up against the wall and told me that if I don't quit or if I try to get back for re-election, I should watch my watch over my shoulder. And then when they were interviewing other, uh, what's it called, uh, representatives, people she work with, colleagues, they were like, I can't answer that question. Simple questions like, did anyone ever threaten her life? They were like, I can't answer that question. I can't answer that question. <laughs> so I still have my conspiracies, <laughs> but, but I do think Chaz is... Most yeah. likely guilty. Well, he's kind of, I yeah. mean, mm, well, we'll see when, when the detail, we'll let the listeners decide what they think. Yes. Because yes. defin- yes, yes. there's definitely some interesting details that come out here. Hey Q, we're in a commercial, so we got to talk fast. Let's do it. Okay. So I think I know the answer to this question, but have you ever signed up for a travel nurse agency and immediately regretted it when you started getting all those texts and emails? Sadly, Tina, yes, I have. Okay, well, Trusted Health is a nurse travel agency that's going to change all of that. They make it simple and fast to go online and sign up, and then you immediately start seeing job opportunities that are tailored to your interests, and you can even see the pay. Sounds too good to be true, Tina. Well, the best part is there are no recruiters, no unwanted emails, and no unwanted text messages. No recruiters? Tina, I'm going to need some help. Where are we going to go if we have all these questions? Right, right. Well... They do have nurse advocates who are there to answer any questions. They'll help guide you through the process, but they're not commission-based, so they're not going to try to pressure you into taking a job that you don't want. Cool beans, cool beans. Well, tell them where to sign up because we're running out of time here. Okay, right, right. So, you guys, if you're even a little curious about travel nursing and you want to help support our little podcast here at Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, please go to www.trustedhealth.com forward slash goodnurse. And follow the steps to completing the sign-up process. It's real important that you complete the whole process for us to get credit, and we would really appreciate the support. Remember to be sure and put forward slash good nurse at the end of the URL when you go to their website so they'll know we sent you there. Trusted Health, they're not just an agency, they're a movement. So he did find her. If you listen to the 911 call, I dare you to listen to it. And then, (laughs) because he basically (laughs) says... He's very even keel. He's kind of like, I found my wife. She's unresponsive. She's, I don't think she's breathing. Just like that. That's how he said, I don't think she's breathing. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no. That's not how you talk what? about someone you love that's dead. You, that's not, I, I don't care if you're a nurse. I don't care if you see death every day. This is someone you're mm-hmm. supposed to love and are married to and are happy with. This okay, doesn't make something sense. something else in this that I picked up on personally, I don't know that I heard anyone else when I when other people were kind of commenting making commentary about the 911 call but me as a nurse when I listen to it I, I'd be curious to see what you think and what other people what our listeners who are mostly nurses what they would think because when I listen to it the first thing that that hit me is that he says I'm gonna keep doing compressions now oh yeah yeah, boo boo. D- do me a favor. You should have never stopped. Like I think there that's crazy, right? I don't, girl. I'm, I'm like, excuse keep me. Keep doing compressions. What? Please keep doing compressions. What are we talking about? Are you a critical care nurse? Are you a He's nurse? He's a critical or not? care nurse, and you're kidding me. You didn't just like dial nine one one, lay the phone down while you're doing compressions, and be like, I need exactly. help now. You know, whatever. But you can't. You if you you know stop for five seconds. To That's say, it. this is the address. Do you understand? I got to go because I got to do compressions. Bye. I mean, like, don't even say bye. You're just, you're, what? No. Yeah, that no, did not no, no, happen. No, no, he no, did no, not. Yeah. 
just find her unresponsive and then start doing compressions. Go calmly call 911. Calmly explain. He wasn't even... Okay. He wasn't even out of breath. No. (laughs) You were doing compressions and you weren't out of breath? He's not helping himself yet. All lies. Lies. No better. (laughs) (laughs) No, Tina. Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) Good for you. So, okay, so I have to tell myself now. Sorry, I I digress, but... The other day, I got an, a text from a from my boss, and it was like, "Hey, did your BLS expire?" And I was like, um, "I don't know." I just wanted to be like, "No, <laughs> no, I didn't." Bye. <laughs> but I mean, by her texting me, I knew it had. Of course, oh, of course. and I just can. You know what kills me though, and this is what I told her because yeah. I was in a class. I was in a different class. And then I went up after that class. I went up to her. I opened her door, and she was. She looked at me, and my eyes were like huge, like you know, half dollars. And she goes, "I know." And I'm like, "What am I gonna do?" Because I was supposed to work the next day, and and I didn't want to take PTO, but I don't even care about that as much as I didn't want to leave them short staffed. And I was really just killing myself over this. I was just so upset about it. And I said, "What I don't understand is why I have gotten five thousand emails about my stupid fit test expiring oh my Why? god and, and not your oh. bls you get you you get a call the day before that's just crazy say, seriously no, that's crazy. i had a dumb fit test and i didn't get anything with the bls <laughs> oh so bls you know that's basic nuts. life support no, you kind of have yeah, to no. be you have to have that license to work at the bedside <laughs> at a hospital you can't work at the bedside at a hospital without bls i mean acls exactly we have to have acls as well but you can work you just can't be you can't participate in a code if that happens but and in some units some units it's necessary yeah. so i'm guessing like his critical care unit acls was mm-hmm. necessary so like chaz mm-hmm. over here like you want to give him some credit but there's no there's you can't there's mm-hmm. like zero credit you can give this guy as a critical care nurse like you should know exactly what to do how like how important what to do like there's just there's we can't give you mm-hmm. any room to wiggle because he's chaz. had all of these had bls he's had acls multiple times he's been a yeah. nurse for several years so he you have to do this every two years or at least i don't know there's so, no excuse there's zero excuse he knows how important it is to continue those compressions and to have very very minimal interruptions interruptions so that was the first thing that stuck out to me when i listened to that 911 call i was like oh that does not sound like a critical care nurse administering cpr <laughs> to his wife <laughs> no, no 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 it does not so that happened so then she's rushed to the hospital a few days later she does pass away Okay, now, at some point, a few days after her death, he slits his wrist. His daughter finds him the next day at his home. He had slit his wrist multiple times trying to kill himself. He said that he just could not live with the pain. It was too uh, agonizing, her, the, her death. So he tried to take his own life. And... So then that happened. Yeah, that did happen. And and like this is the only reason. This is literally the only reason that made yeah. me second guess. Right? Just because because like I, I remember there was another story we did where someone attempted to uh kill themselves but they gave it, it was the crazy nurse from a long time ago. But, like, we we didn't believe it because she's given morphine and killed so many people that she knew exactly how much okay. morphine to give right. to kill herself, right? But when you slit your wrist, you don't know. Like, you you don't know what how deep you need to cut yeah. to actually kill yourself. You don't know that your daughter's going to walk in. So, that like, that... I was like, holy shit, he really did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He, uh, he really did try mm-hmm. to kill himself, which is a scary thing. And I was like, oh, geez, maybe he didn't. Right. Maybe he didn't. So that, not that he couldn't, if he really wanted to, stage that somehow and do superficial wounds that would make it look like he's really distraught and really upset about the death of his wife. And also, not that he couldn't be feeling guilt about that and maybe be thinking, maybe exactly. really try to take his own life because he feels so bad about what happened. So it doesn't necessarily prove exactly. his innocence. 
that he is innocent. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. Because he could be like, holy shit, I actually, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He could be like, oh my goodness, I actually did yeah. kill my wife. I mean, I'm a bad person. And that could be the reason he attempted exactly. suicide. So now, they, the doctors are kind of baffled. She was a relatively healthy person. So they weren't really sure what what's going on. They did an autopsy, did some tests. They weren't sure. There was a nurse who worked with Charles or Chaz uh, at the hospital who told them about, who told the investigators about a conversation that they had had with Charles. And the conversation basically went something, uh, this, this witness's name was Kim Ramey. And it basically went something like this. So they were discussing a someone who had attempted to to kill his spouse before and it was unsuccessful and what he said is well he should have he did it the wrong way that's what what he said is he did it the wrong way and when he elaborated on that he said he should have just used some sucks or succinylcholine is what what he meant by that because that's sort of something that that's what they call succinylcholine so he said the yeah. guy did it wrong. You want to get if you want to get rid of somebody, and he acted like he was holding a needle when he made this comment. You just hit her with a little sucks because they can't trace it post mortem. And she said, I looked at him in the face and I said, Chaz, that's too much anger to carry around. And she she said the hair on her arms were like raised up. Yeah, no, this is um. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is scary. Like, this is actually scary. Because no, I always ask myself, because, I, look, look, Tina, these things are super scary. And the reason I get really scared and, like, nervous when I read these things is because it's always relationships. It's always people you know, people you yeah. love, people you care about, you spent years with, right? And then on a drop of a dime, they just decide right. to kill someone. It's yeah. really scary. And I always ask myself, are there like signs are there hints can you ever tell this is something where like if someone said something like this you could you, there's something wrong with you there is something that you can't that is just so scary like I, you can't say things I feel like, like i need that. to apologize to q's family because i'm making him paranoid with this podcast <laughs> he's gonna start looking at everybody <laughs> in his life being like hey What's in this drink? Don't trust this. Stop making my food. I'm taking care of myself. I won't look it over my shoulder. No, but but seriously, it's literally. It's sometimes I feel like it's impossible to know. It's impossible to tell. And a lot of the times, for many of the stories, you hear about these um, these murderers and like all of their family, all of their friends are like, he was a perfect person. He was a great person. So it just it's it's scary. It really is scary. But. When I heard this story, when she said, <laughs> like, this is what he said, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is definitely not a normal guy. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that that conversation. So we were talking about the political aspects of this story and how, well, she did have a lot of political en- enemies. She did. Yeah. She she ruffled some feathers. She was some of the things that she was even in the process of like she was trying. She was talking about running for re-election in spite of the fact that the Republican Party didn't want her to. So there's some things like that going on. Like you said that if you if you even just a little bit give some validity to those conspiracy theories, it wouldn't take a whole lot. It's not it doesn't take a whole lot of imagination, exactly. you know, to yeah, go there. But exactly. then they can't make this stuff up. They cannot make up this conversation nah. that happened. They did not, nah. yeah. you know, somehow brainwash him into having into saying something so damning you know to one of his co-workers they did not somehow force him to make a phone call to 911 sounding the way he was sounding and not really performing cpr the way he should have been on his wife that he just found unresponsive so those things together for me kind of like helped me they sort of convinced me that it, you know. yeah no 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 so and that's and that's why i said before my head says it's totally him just because it, i mean you can't like these are things that you can't just like accidentally happen you can't set this stuff up this is all it's chaz like this this is all chaz is doing there's no one else that forced chaz to make this crazy psychotic comment about using sucks yeah. which is the drug yeah. that killed like you you that is that's not that's it's just that's way not too how much it of works, a coincidence right? and, Way too much, but the, and also 
in my because I like to be fair to myself. But to be <laughs> fair to me, it's just it's just because we're coming off of the heels of all of this Jeffrey yeah. Epstein stuff that I'm like with the suicide. I'm like, oh my goodness, conspiracy, yeah. conspiracy. But outside of that, outside of that, like I feel like, yeah, no, it's yeah. A, it's just it's, it's not that far fetched. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to be you know exactly. So I'm not going to be so naive as to think that, it, that this couldn't happen because sometimes things are just way way too much of a coincidence. You know, exactly. so yeah. The thing is, when when Kathy was found, when they did find her, and she was unresponsive, and, they, and then she was taken to the hospital, she was a, a still alive for a few days. And because she was alive for a few days, they were able to get some samples, urine samples from her, and and some other some other samples. I'm sorry, Tina. I, I just I, I want to just interject yeah. just for a hot second here. Uh, you guys, I think it's super important for you guys to understand that she was alive, which means the EMTs, the people that came there when Chaz was supposedly going back mm-hmm. to do CPR, brought yeah. her back to life. So obviously he wasn't trying too hard, right? He obviously wasn't yeah. trying too hard. So they got her back to life and she was alive a little, for a little bit at the hospital. So I'm just saying, if you're in the, a critical care nurse and the EMTs come and do some CPR that works, that didn't work when you were there, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just another thing that makes it just right. a little more fishy. Exactly. But they, since she was alive for a couple of days, they were able to get some tests that they probably wouldn't have gotten, like a urine sample, and they froze that, and they had that available for testing. And, the, and that's going to be really important because succinylcholine is not something, and we've talked about this for other uh, stories that we've done. I can't remember who yeah. I did this story. There was a story that we did about a nurse who was also a critical care nurse who used propofol. And that is also another, it's not a, it's not a drug that's going to come up on a typical toxicology report because it's not something something that's readily accessible. People don't have access to this. Most people don't. And so you're not going to look for these. Succinylcholine is another one of those drugs. But because Kim Ramey, this witness came forward and said, he actually said this to me and I, kind of it made my hair stand on end and now this happened they after she did pass they took those samples the urine sample and uh, other samples and tested it and they did find traces of succinylcholine and they would probably have never had that if she had not lived a couple days did do you do you know anything i don't know how critical your the the pcu you work at but do you know anything about how it works when someone comes in and they're not sure of the cause of death. Is it normal to freeze it? Because watching the um, the video, they made it out to sound like those nurses had like the foresight of like superstars just because they made it sound like it's not normal to freeze lab draws because they said if we didn't have those lab draws, there was no way for us to ever figure it out. But like that is super, uh, clap it up for the nurses who made that decision to freeze the, mm-hmm. the labs because... Really, no. Honestly, without those labs, we no one we could have never found out the that there was any. I can't ever say that there there was any yeah. sucks. In well, her yeah, body. I think what probably happens pretty commonly, most patients that come in through the ER are gonna just automatically, especially in a case like this where someone it's very ambiguous what happened. Nobody knows. So when a patient like that comes through, they're unresponsive, they're going to get, they're going to do any and all tests they possibly can. So they're going to take urine samples, blood, if they can get some kind of sputum from, you know, from suctioning or whatever they can get, they're going to take it and they're going to probably hold Mm. on to it. So what we do a lot of times is what's called a uh, urinalysis with reflex to culture. And so we'll take a urine, get a urinalysis. And then if it shows that there, it could possibly have you know all of the signs of of having foul play well or ha- well f- to culture would be like if we think it's there's a UTI so we'd want to culture oh, yes. it and see okay. what it grows out to to know what antibiotic to use but that happens pretty often i mean and i think it's just kind of the, one of these things where a patient comes in the doctor's going i i don't know you do everything you just pull out all the stops until you find so out. So they probably yeah. did. No, you know, they, makes sense. you've got urine, save it. You've got, take blood, take whatever you can get. Yeah, save just do, it. take whatever you can, hold on to it, and hopefully you can use it in the future. And maybe they weren't thinking foul play. They might not have been thinking that she was going to die. They're probably thinking this, who knows, this could possibly help us 
figure out what's wrong at some point, figure out what antibiotic to use to if the if it's an infection or or whatever. But good for them. If it's part of policy, great. If it wasn't part of policy, even better for yeah, those nurses with absolutely, thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And I, I 100%. I I think there's probably a lot of times when that happens, when nurses jump in and do things because exactly. they're like, I'm just going to do this because I, I, they're probably going to want it, want to do it or it would be a good idea. And it ends up being a really good idea. Yes. So so then they did have, they did arrest him, okay, because obviously succinylcholine is something that has had to have been given by somebody who had access to it. He's a critical care nurse. So, yeah. so they did arrest him. And... His, of course, the defense the the defense attorney says he didn't do it. There's a lot of there's an explanation for all of these things, and just because that nurse said that he said those things, that doesn't mean that doesn't implicate him. There's no motive. He said there's there's no history of anger. There's no history of although th- some of her, her family and some of the people closer to her did say that there it was kind of a strained relationship. So there were some things going yeah. on there that that would kind of in fact I think they were talking about divorce in fact. Yeah. No, so there was a there was a couple of clips where I think it was coworkers Chaz's mm-hmm. coworkers would they would say they would come up to Chaz on a random day at work and be like, Can I help you with anything? And his response and he, they said they he used this frequently because it was his saying is that, yeah, get rid of my wife. It, like when someone would ask him, do you need help with anything? Can I help you with anything? You would be like, yeah, get rid of my wife. And like, so like when you say things like that, when you say, when you know how to kill someone using uh, socks, when you, like all of these things, it wasn't a great and, relationship. It, just, it just wasn't a yeah, great relationship. Yeah, it really, sh- it surprises me once again, you know, we're almost to the 50th episode of this, of this podcast and I still get shocked when people s- say things like this, especially. Yeah. How he didn't remember? You know, did he not remember that he said these things? Did he did he think they weren't going to remember? Did he think nobody was going to ever ask any questions? You just got to wonder because what what's going process? through their mind? Because how do you say things like this? The 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 story from last week that Allison and I did. The the wife said something you know like you know he, he her husband had passed away and someone walked in he had just passed away and someone walked in and said is there anything i can do for you and she said yeah you can get me a new husband oh seriously oh my god this is the yeah, kind of thing yeah. i'm talking about <laughs> what is wrong tina i'm listening to the i'm listening to that podcast the first <laughs> thing it drops as soon as it drops i'm so interested i'm so interested. I'm just like what is who are wait what crazy yeah I, I don't know any more details of anything i don't even know the situation but i'm gonna tell you right now tina you get it. <laughs> oh i mean <laughs> would she really be on the bad nurse story if she <laughs> the listeners have figured it out by now they're like Right, she yeah. wouldn't be oh, on this yeah. story she, if she wasn't. But I still like to give the, you know, like yeah, give right. a benefit of the doubt. I told me no, right? So yeah, exactly. He's saying these things, and then now succinylcholine is found in her system, and he, it was proven that he had administered succinylcholine in the past. He says he didn't have any, that he didn't, you know, hold any back in his pocket and walk out with it. He, he never had it, you know, actual access to it outside of the the hospital of course he's going to say that mm-hmm. and he said he was never you know he was not in the in the possession of it you know up you know to the time of her death so they tried they put him on trial and of course he was convicted i was actually surprised tina at how recent that this yeah. story was <clears throat> yeah it's pretty it's recent, recent de- there's some recent things that happened i mean this happened in 2006 four Oh, yeah, six. I mean okay. that's not that yeah. long ago. I mean, exactly. It's like it's recent. Like this is modern day. Like it's just it's crazy to me. Like you're right. It's just crazy that these people think that they can get away with these things. And like modern, like it's what are you thinking? Like just get a divorce, leave, go, go somewhere else. Like well, come on. And it, who knows what the reasoning is why people do do these things? Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's just absolute just hatred. Just. A, hatred exactly. for, they don't want to see yeah. them go on they don't want to see them move on and be happy and it's yeah. it's, it's horrible but he was convicted of murder 
Higgs was convicted of murder by a Reno jury on June 29th, 2007. He was sentenced to life in prison yeah. with a chance of parole after 20 years. They placed him on suicide watch because he tried to kill himself while in custody a couple of times. And he is currently housed in the High Desert State Prison in, in Indian Springs, Nevada. And they actually, you know, they do all these appeals, and they upheld his murder conviction in a majority decision in two th- May of two thousand nine. Okay, he's did it. He's guilty. You get I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if this the, the new podcasting. If they do the cutting, right? Like if they shorten mm-hmm. up the episodes, or maybe you make those final mm-hmm. uh, decisions. I just want to just apologize to listeners. This is a longer one. Um, but Tina, she's you know Tina's here for me. I'm telling you, this week it re- she's you know, Tina. I really appreciate it. You got me my politics. <laughs> you got me my nurse involved. You got I mean you got everything I need. The the story. Thank you, Tina. I like this story. This 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 was uh, it, interesting. Yeah, Very it interesting. Is, it's cr- a lot of it's crazy. Turns. I mean, and. Incidentally, this is totally not connected to what happened to Kathy Augustine, but her daughter, you know, she had a daughter named Dallas with her third husband, the husband that she was married to who died from a stroke, who Chaz cared for as a nurse. Okay. They had a daughter, Dallas. Dallas was a lesbian and she was married to a woman by the name of Jesse McCaskill. And in 2012, Dallas shot Jesse McCaskill and then killed herself because what? they were apparently fighting. Neighbors heard them fighting domestic you know, argument, domestic dispute, and they heard him fighting all the time and then when they found the t- the two of them deceased there were there was luggage one of them had luggage i don't know that they know which one but one of them their bags were packed and they were clearly going to be leaving and she shot her spouse and then shot herself and that was Kathy's daughter her adult daughter that's yeah. so scary that's really scary. Yeah, oh, that's so I mean, sad. It, it, it's horrible. And who knows what kind of mental anguish and strain this whole event that happened to her mother, you know, 10, ten years Did, prior. or yeah. Well, not even 10 years, like five years prior. To yeah, her. Who knows what kind of mental anguish that was kind of put, causing. Of course. Yeah. yeah so. Like, and, and we always talk about this when we do these episodes, like. These things don't affect just the right. two people involved. It affects everyone, the family, everyone that loves those two people on the the victim and the the, the perpetrator yeah. side. Like it's a really scary thing, and it's it's it sucks. It just sucks. It really does. And the it, it these people who are victimized like this are, you know, the person who is is killed. They're obviously the you know, victim. But then the family goes on being victimized forever until until they die because they're always going to have birthdays and holidays and yeah and especially when it's big mm-hmm. cases like this when your mom was super important because you get the lights and the cameras and everyone that wants to talk to you about it and bring it up constantly constantly right. constantly so it's it's not helpful but it's you know it's, I know it's horrible and they. Just to kind of go back a little bit, they did, if anybody's thinking this, because I know I was thinking about this, the fact that he had cared for her husband before he passed away, and then they married right after he passed away. I mean, would anybody, did it, did a red flag go up for anyone? Like, did anybody <laughs> stop to think about well, why her husband did actually die? They actually exhumed his right. body, and and did some testing on it just to make sure they tested for all sorts of ways that somebody could could kill someone just to make sure and they determined that he did die of natural causes because of the stroke and not they did not think that Chaz injected him they did not think that he he injected him with um, anything 
I don't know any of this stuff because pharmacology is like, you know, I, I, I know what I need to know when it comes to medication. But the half-lives of stuff always mm-hmm. confused me. And I was like, would they really find anything this many years after? Right? Like, that's something that I was like, maybe that's like a really hard ask. I think that they probably right? would find it because the half-life is going to depend on the metabolism so if your body oh, is yes, not yes. metabolizing, Metabolize. it's going to just stay there in your tissues and it's not going to be worked out of your system. And that's just me and my, my dumb brain trying to... Ladies ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Tina, she just doesn't she doesn't just have a good podcast. She's a I good nurse. make she up stuff, stuff off the top of my head for the last <laughs> second <laughs> and sound like I know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. no. That makes sense, girl. That makes sense. That doesn't sound like you know what you're talking about. You know. You know. So I guess we can talk about our good nurse. You're going to talk about our good nurse because you d- you talked about this Ooh, story. Yes, 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 yes. I love this. I love double dipping, right? <laughs> Especially when it's from people yes. that are good, right? So ladies and gentlemen, oh, I get I get to talk about the. Let, let me introduce you to my friend. He's from Florida. Or um, is he Salisbury, from Florida? Florida? I thought he was from Maryland. Wait. Am I- was it was Maryland? Maryland? It's something with a D at the end, right? So if it's not FD, it's probably MD. But it's in the town is called yeah. Salisbury, and he works at a nursing home. And at this nursing home, there was this old gentleman, old, he's not old. I'm, what am I talking about? He was 55 <laughs> years old. He just was reversing. He was reversing, and his car went into oh a my river. My- he's, he reversed. <laughs> it's a oh. scary thing. Worst but nightmare. the, uh, the, the good nurse we go we uh, uh on this podcast he called the good nurse i say the nurse of the week andrew lunn who's working at the nursing home saw this happen and decide to rip on a uh, rip off his uh, scrubs Gosh. jump into the river and save the 55 year old man i just think i want to meet amazing. him so bad right God. right no, so f- for me, like for me, I like swimming. Like water is something that I'm just not. Some I, I can't. I can't do it. Right. I'm just not a good swimmer. I don't think I would be. Like I'd be the worst lifeguard <laughs> in the history of the world. I don't know if I would have it in me. I don't think I can. I don't think I physically can save someone from a drowning car. Right. So I, I just. I really. I tip my hat off to people who do things like this. Just yeah. Wowzers. Well, we talked about. We've talked on the show before about someone who attempted to save the life of someone else and they actually drowned themselves they saved the the people but they they drowned and it was children i believe that 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 happened to um yeah so i did that with you yeah it was like a whirlpool oh. or something i don't know it was like a oh, weird yeah. way um of it was like so a wave. scary and i'm not I, I do know how to swim i learned when i was a child and i've always known how to swim but i'm absolutely terrified of water i'm I don't even like being on a boat. I don't like being on a pier. When we went to on vacation, we were, went on one of those piers. It's actually the largest, the longest pier in the Gulf of Mexico, and so you you really you walk really far out into the water on oh, this wow. pier. It's very obviously sturdy. It's got the big yeah. rail that goes around it, but like I lose my mind on that thing. <laughs> I'm not a water person. I can't stand it. Yeah, no, and, and like, I don't know, like, if it would be different if he, like, the man just decided to run into, like, a burning house. But, like, I, I honestly, I think just saving someone from any kind of water situation is, is for me, for personally, would be very difficult. So whenever I see other nurses, anyone else actually save someone that's drowning, say someone, uh, like, in that kind of situation, I'm like kudos just kudos because i know i can't he's, he's wonderful and what was his name let's see if yeah. i can find his name i thought it was andrew, andrew lunn okay yeah like l u n n i wanted to kind of i yeah. wanted to try to reach out to him but i wasn't sure i i tried but even when like you read the news but like the uh, the mm-hmm. article about him like he seemed so like you guys, listen, if I saved anyone's life, that would be the title. Uh, like, I would have theme music wherever I went, <laughs> yeah. right? But, like, this dude sounded have, so like, modest. you like, coming oh, out, yeah. strobe lights. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'd let the world know, and I would never let them forget. But he was just like, yeah, I decided to go take a dip. I was like, what? No, you are exceptional, what? sir. I'm sorry that you are. <laughs> Oh, exactly, exactly. He's amazing. 
No, but I did try. I did try to find him, but it, it was difficult. Like, I, I couldn't. Like, I want to no find way. him. I really do. It'd be really cool. It really. If anybody would be knows cool. Andrew Lund that's listening to this podcast, send him our way. I want to talk to him so bad. Even if he doesn't want to be on the podcast, I would just love to talk to him. He's such a hero, and I'm just yeah. so impressed with this human being. Just the mindset you oh, have to be in, right? Ready to go and act into yes. action like that. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's that's it for another episode of Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. So, Q, remind everyone where they can find you when you're not on Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. Oh, yes. So, Q the nurse, just the letter Q, then the nurse. Um, you can find me on YouTube and on Instagram is where you would see most of my content. But I also find, yeah, I also have a Facebook page and I do most definitely have a podcast as well. So, Q the nurse, anywhere you go, any social, any podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, just type in Q the nurse and you'll find me and all my crazy nursing right. news stories. Awesome. And, of course, you guys can find us on Good Nurse, Bad Nurse on Instagram and GMB and podcast on Facebook and goodnursebadnurse.com for the website. Good Lord. I, every, I say it wrong apparently every time my husband <laughs> like listening and like, Tina, what are you thinking? I'm like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I said the wrong thing. Okay. I'm the person that Q, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but if you, if you look on my Skype, the description under my Skype, you know, you can write a little thing that says something about you. It oh, says, yeah? I, mine says, I can hear you because I typed that thinking I was like talking to the other person. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now that's my description. <laughs> Yo, Tina, Tina. Do you guys know what a miracle is, a... is that this podcast happens at all? <laughs> Oh, I can't lie, Tina. Maybe it's just because I'm just finishing doing this bad nurse story. But that is some cra- crazy uh, <laughs> header to have for your. I can Skype. hear you. I can like, hear you. I oh saw that God. when I opened up my Skype. I was like, what? <laughs> what is oh. <laughs> I never noticed it, but apparently it is, weird. It is I weird. probably was trying to communicate with somebody because I could, because they couldn't hear me. Oh my goodness. Yes. So that's me, you know, you get what you get. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, good people. Well, definitely want to just remind everyone to be sure and remember, even if you're a bad girl or, or a bad boy, be a good nurse. Please.